3: Welcome to our two-hour dose of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Prayers tonight for the pilot of the small plane that crashed, by the way, under the I eight bridge here in San Diego County. Looks like he was looking for a place to crash, so as to not take out, you know, um, any anybody on the ground. So, hat tip to him for that very deft landing. So, hopefully, uh, he or she is going to be okay. Alrighty, moving on to uh, our twos topics. As I mentioned uh, last segment, the CDC is out to reform itself. Are they going to start to tell the truth? <laughs> Are they going to apologize for the last two years of lies? Are they going to tell the military, psych, you don't have to quit over the shots and you can be rehired? Mm, well, we're going to cover that topic and tell you the truth uh, coming up a little bit later on the show. But coming up now in, in a momento, we're going to have a little slice of comfort food tonight with us to cover a couple of topics. Hopefully, hopefully he's is it, going to comfort me in terms of what's going on in the Senate because I'm confused as to why Senate, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell today was basically saying, "Yeah, our candidate is kind of stank. It ain't looking good for the Senate." Um, things might be looking a little bit better in the news. We we've got some story uh, a story to share with you guys there, but before I bring in my comfort food tonight, Continuing on, Hour 2 with my partner in crime here, DJ Potato
0: Skins. This is about
4: a gentleman whose heart is so big. DJ Potato
2: Skins. DJ Potato Skins. His approach is so authentic. That it's undeniable. It's undeniable. I haven't eaten much all day, so when we have spicy fried chicken on the show, man, I'm extra hungry. Let's just get to it. All right,
3: let's get to it, of course. <laughs> Y'all already know who we're talking about. It's Brian Maloney <laughs> Rev Red Wave America. Hello. I'm, I'm just happy just to even hear that, that giggle and that voice of yours.
4: <laughs> well, you guys make me laugh, so that's <laughs> right off the bat. You know, You know we're going to be doing good radio
2: here. You know it. Always good radio with you.
3: Uh, Absolutely. Um, All right. Well, let's start with some bad TV. And that is Brian Stelter, who many on the the right have been calling the potato for a while. Um, Host of Reliable Sources on CNN. Actually, that potato got mashed today. He got fired. What can you tell us about that, big media man?
4: Well, you know, it's funny because I don't think anybody really knows the story of how Brian Stelter got his start. Um, how he ever ended up on CNN? Do you think most people know that?
3: No, I don't think I don't, think, do. I don't know. Share.
4: So he okay. So so this is what happened. So remember when blogging was a big deal like 20 years ago or something? Remember that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. So I was one of those bloggers, and I had a, a I had one about talk radio. Um, that, that became really popular actually um, for a long time. It's forgotten now, but anyway, he had one about cable uh, talk, cable shows. So he was a college student and he was a cable talk show addict. Uh, so he would blog about the shows uh, and his blog and he was very liberal, so he has got a lot of attention from the liberal media uh, and then that got him a kick somehow at the New York Times. And then from there CNN hired him. So you notice, know you know, he was never very uh T V friendly. I mean he was never uh somebody who the camera really you know was <laughs> <laughs> And I I you know, I've never claimed to be someone that should be on tv oh no stop i'm not putting myself above no no look look you've never
3: needed to avoid a mirror like brian stelter okay
4: (laughs) (laughs) no no no, i'm not i'm not trying to you know but the thing is so he had a weird route in there but he he kept the gig you know this is here's the difference when you're a liberal when you're reliably liberal And you disseminate the talking points that the DNC wants. You get a gig that lasts a long time. The guy lasted 10 years on there, never had any ratings. 10 years, the guy never had ratings. You know, a conservative, uh, if they got that job at all, wouldn't last six months because you're not, you know, reading from the talking points. So that, I think that is right there. It says, look what it took To get rid of him, new owners for CNN who are looking around like, "Why are we paying this weird guy millions (laughs) of dollars?" And the guy was living in luxury. Yeah, uh, and I mean, yeah. So the weird, the weird little thing is. Is that uh, to this day I am still Facebook friends with Brian Stelter? No way! <laughs> <laughs> well, wish him well. Do
3: you have any idea where he's gonna where he's gonna um,
4: uh, end up? Well, I put up a tweet and I said, you know, you uh, you keep Paul Ryan away from Brian Stelter because <laughs> I do not want to find out that he's talking at Fox. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, he, he couldn't
3: sucks. be any well, he couldn't be any worse than something that going on at Fox right now. Like Steve Ducey the other day. Well, you're right. Who who uh, I'm not even sure. I don't remember now if I played the oh, I did in which he was telling Trump Trump needs to tamp down this rhetoric of calling for the deaths of FBI agents. There is nobody out there calling for the deaths of FBI agents. Yeah. I mean, it's just that was just insane.
4: They're putting words in people's mouths. <laughs> They really are.
3: Yeah. In order to try to manipulate people into to um, it's the same playbook with COVID. Right. You're a COVID denier. And, you know, don't you dare question, you know, Anthony Fauci. And, you know, it's all it's all a manipulation game. Right. And, you know,
4: and and Republicans are labeled election deniers and coverage by ABC, NBC, CBS. If you read their election coverage, they'll use that loaded term, you know, election denier Mm -hmm. and Republican candidate, blah, blah, blah.
3: Right. Well, and, you know, and, you know, who else used that term is Little Liz Lincoln Cheney. You know, she said after the humiliating loss, sister friend lost by 40 points, Brian Maloney. And the next day she's talking about running for president.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. And
4: look, you know, the establishment will rally behind her. But I well, think she's she's absolutely going for a cable gig or a book deal. Let's face it.
3: Well, you know what? I'm not even sure. I mean, the, the View already has one 75-year-old uh lacking charisma nasty woman, okay? So that seat's already been filled on The View. That's Joy Behar. So, I mean, maybe, maybe she and Stelter will, you know, g- get a gig on MSNBC. I don't know. Did you that hear? Did you hear about what happened with the new, the new gal who replaced Rachel Maddow? How she, in, within the first five seconds, it was a complete crash and burn
4: last night. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, you've had Rachel Maddow. She's down to one night a week now. Yeah. Uh, she's still getting the full salary in her contract, which I think is it, uh, 20 million dollars a year something like that
3: well they're scared She's to fire her she checks too many boxes they can't fire her that's the problem well, with rachel maddow yeah for them
4: yeah yeah but she was the queen of conspiracy theories oh yeah uh and you know front leftist conspiracy wacko every single night it was trump's going to jail trump's going to jail trump's going to jail
2: and and and, and, and also
3: behind. and she pushed uh, as though it was absolute fact i can't remember what she was the exact word she used about the shots um but i you know I, oh shoot well, i'm going to have to google that during the break um it doesn't uh, matter i mean talk about pushing lies and, and disinformation yeah. so you know i and i don't she she's also another one they kept around a really really long time who in my mind i guess she had more viewers than stelter but you know.
4: well, yeah, Rachel had ratings. And so that's the difference. Uh, she was one of the few on MSNBC that had ratings. She's another one that I go way back with because my ex-wife grew up with her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <It was> Spill <laughs> the tea, brother. Spill the tea. There.
3: Okay. Well, what can
4: yeah, you do? T- t- Rachel Maddow in an interview once said that I was her secret alter ego. This really happened. <laughs> she said that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a sense of humor. So the, that the,
4: happens. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Now getting
4: you want tangents tonight. I know.
3: Well, that's OK. Um, I, I want to talk about Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania hasn't has a "memet Oz problem. At least we do as the Republicans. But maybe we should take a break and then come back and Brian Maloney from we're going to we're going to switch gears and get serious and we're going to talk about the Memad Oz problem. I don't know if you saw the viral crudité tape Brian Maloney of Dr. Oz. Um, but it was ugly. And we're going to talk about what's going on with the Senate race and why Mitch McConnell is basically saying we can't, the Republicans can't keep control of the Senate. He must not want the Republicans to keep control of the Senate. We're going to talk about that with Brian Maloney from Red Wave America when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego.
5: Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Everybody's been saying, whoa, red wave in November, red wave in November," and Skins has been the first was the first to say a while back,
2: "Don't be counting on a red wave in November. We can't be counting on that." When Nancy Pelosi is feeling confident, you got a problem.
3: Well, yeah, we know that they're going to do everything that they can to try to steal the elections in a variety of different, you know, me- through a variety of different mechanisms. Um, but what we didn't expect was that Senate minority leader right now, former Senate majority leader Mitch McConnell, get would ba- out w- that he would basically say, we don't even want to win. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is has continued on with me. And Brian, I want to play this clip for you. I don't know if you've heard it and get your response. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about um, s- some candidates that aren't necessarily the best. But, uh, you know, th- this is insane to me. Clip seven. Care to share any
5: of your projections on the midterm elections? Yeah, I think the, the, there's probably a greater likelihood of the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. They're statewide. Uh, candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. Right now, we have a 50-50 Senate and a 50-50 country. But I think when all is said and done, this all probably has an extremely close Senate, either our side up slightly or their side up slightly.
2: All
3: right. In case y'all had trouble listening here in the turtle, basically he said there's a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are different. Uh, candidate quality is a lot to do. Right now we have 50-50 Senate. Thank you, Master of the Obvious. And a 50-50 country. Um, not really according to the polls, in my opinion, in terms of where this country is sitting right now. If you re- if you pay attention to what the issues are. Um, and basically, he's just continued. I, 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 I have to think Brian Maloney that he this is just him projecting the fact that in my mind the Republican Party is much happier being in the minority and having having yeah. excuses to not actually govern in the way that they've promised. How do you see it?
4: Yeah, because they still get their salary, they still get plenty of lobbying money, right? So there's still money, plenty of money coming in. Uh, and then they don't have to take the blame for anything. They don't have to be responsible for anything, and then they can point fingers at blame. So it's much easier to be on the losing end in the minority. So I think Mitch McConnell's very comfortable there. He hasn't been trying to win. I mean, notice the Republicans have not really been putting forward a unified platform, you know, issue nope. A, B, and C. This is what we're running on. You haven't seen that. We've been begging for that since last year. You and I talked about it on your show many, many times, you know, where are the issues and they're not putting them forward. And it's never been easier to run than it is right now. I mean, the Democrats are acting like absolute raving mad lunatics here. I mean, it couldn't be easier to run in these circumstances.
3: Well, yeah, from the open borders that are killing us to the war on, uh, on the oil and energy sector that is absolutely crushing the economy, to the fact that these the Democrats just pushed through this $750 billion green energy boondoggle issue, bill. I mean, yeah, pick an issue, you know, take my wife, please, you know, to the fact that they're pushing to chop off the genitals of five-year-olds across the country, the CRT, they're destroying our education system. Him. I mean just on and on and on. I mean quite frankly that it's it's a complete laydown and that's exactly what the Republican Party is doing. He's talking about candidate quality. Well, you know what? Let's talk about candidate quality. Yes, Dr. Oz should not have been the Trump chosen candidate. They thought that that by Trump choosing him with his celebrity name recognition is typically what pushes somebody over the finish line. I think that's really why Trump went with him instead of McCormick. I do think it was a mistake, but good Grief, Mitch McConnell. What are you talking about? Issues with candidate quality? Uh, is is uh, Mehmet Oz at least better than John Fetterman?
4: Well, and and that's that's just it. I mean, for one thing, you know, sometimes being a celebrity might help you in a race, but I don't think that's how Pennsylvania in particular operates i don't think that you know there are certain states maybe even california i mean how know how arnold got elected um so there's certain places where that that could help but Oz, you know and i was just tweeting at oz tonight because he was making another mealy mouth statement uh about you know fetterman the thing is, John Fetterman, the Democrat, is a wacko. I mean, he is, first of all, I mean, putting aside his recent stroke and the fact that he really has a hard time In public speaking all right okay i guess i
3: won't play the clip of him where he can't get a sentence out maybe that's too mean we gotta stop i mean that's that's painful some people are like look if you can't beat this guy i mean stroke i mean you know we can't we can't say okay we're overly sympathizing with you uh, over your stroke and let you know if he's incapacitated due to the stroke he shouldn't be running it should be a lay down for oz
4: well, and it's also, John Fetterman is also someone who really has never achieved anything in his own life. He's been living off of his parents his entire life. I mean, he's basically a trust fund baby, essentially, uh, you know, kind of in mom's basement kind of a person. So I, I don't know While he pretended, he
3: ever, while he pretended to be the working man, and the reality was he wasn't working. Yeah. He was basement boy living off the folks.
4: Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how he pulled that scam and ever entered politics in the much less got to this point. And that was before the stroke. I mean, the stroke only happened in the spring, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so the bottom line here is that when you hear Fetterman talking, you can actually understand what the guy is saying. I mean, he's a lunatic, absolute extremist uh, wacko. So, so I was tweeting at Oz, and I don't know if sees it or not, or if he's even looking at his Twitter or some aid, but I just said, look, you know, you need to show us why you are in this race mm-hmm. and why you want to win show us the fire in your belly
3: well maybe maybe you didn't passionate. well maybe you didn't see his grocery store video
1: <laughs> did you see the you gro- know i don't think i did see the grocery <laughs> oh my store gosh. video the gro- no
3: <laughs> he's he's going to show that he's the working man right and he's he does this video pretending he's shopping with his wife <laughs> And he's, I'm getting tickled again, and you know I lose control. Ryan, you might so, have to take yeah. over. He's so, not going to be able to hold it together. You might have to take it. <laughs> so, You know how I get. So he's in the grocery store pretending that he's shopping with his wife, and he's going to show how upset he is over the prices, right? Well, first of all, he t- refers to the store as Wegmans. <laughs> when the name of the store is Wegners, there's no such thing as a Wegman. And then... <laughs> And then he's going to show the cost of produce, and he refers, this is, look how expensive it is for me to put together a crudité platter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Say, what?
4: (laughs) Which, you know, he probably has a full stash, you know, taking care of all that stuff for him. That's the problem. I mean, he probably hasn't. Cooked a hot dog in his life. <laughs> Who uh, refers? You know.
3: Who's running for for Senate and uses the crudité word yeah, when you're I, talking I, I, trying to talk to poor people about the right. cost
4: of groceries? It's Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, it's not you know a large part of Pennsylvania is not exactly high income.
3: Talk about, about taters. Talk about the cost of a tater, man.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's just it. So I don't know if you can make a turn, Oz. <laughs> you know, with 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 three months left or less into a guy who can speak to working people or whatever. But you could at least get him out there and say, look, you know, these people are lunatics. We can't let them control the Senate. They're destroying our lives. Uh, they're making life unaffordable. Uh, you know, they're making making us unable to heat our homes in the winter uh, and cool them in the summer. And, you know, I mean, just go on down the list Well, right. they seem to be out to destroy it. Well, yeah, right. And, and the Democrats uh-huh. see the answer to all that's going on, you know, hiring 87,000 IRS agents to audit mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, this campaign, I mean, the issues, you know, like, you don't have to think about what the issues should be. They're right in front of you.
3: Well, right. And you know what, what I would have said, I would have said, you know, on the crudité, campaign, uh, the gate, crudité gate, I would have, you know, and instead of his answer was, oh, I was just really exhausted. <laughs> You know, he used exhaustion as as an excuse. I would have said, you know, and then oh, then he was also busted for saying he owned two homes when he owns ten homes. Why do these Republicans try to act ashamed of their money? That just feeds the false narrative that there's something wrong with somebody making a living in this country, right? I mean, this man came here from humble beginnings, and he should be talking. He should be proud of his success and say, "I am grateful for the success I've achieved." Maybe I used a word that makes me sound bougie, and you know what? I'm not going to apologize for being bougie. I'm grateful that I was able to achieve what I did because I couldn't do it in today's America. I couldn't do it under today's economy. And let me tell you, I know what it's like to go through an audit. I know how expensive it is, and at least I can afford it. Those of you making $75,000 a year can't.
4: And that, that just shows, I think, what the case is that you've just laid out there, Andrea, is that the Oz campaign needs a complete reboot. Whoever's yeah. advising it, whoever's in there running it, fire them immediately and get the RNC hacks from D.C. out of there and get the normal people in there who yeah. have a ear and say, look, you got into this race. I don't know why you decided to run. I still don't know why right. Oz even ran. I don't ego. Know. I, don't I think it was it. ego.
3: I think it was complete ego. I think that his his TV show has run its course. And what else is he going to do for power? You know, so there's another clip. I'm not. Yeah, bored. There's not. A, I, I was going to play this other clip. I'm not. You know, you were right about this, John Fetterman. This man. There's there's a clip that I pulled today where he's his he's answer crazy. to his answer to the opioid crisis is to set up injection stations where people can come in and get injected with heroin. That is absolute yeah. insanity going on. There's no excuse for Dr. Oz not winning. And the, but the but the Republican Party, I think, is, is he probably is getting bad advice on purpose because getting back to what Mitch McConnell said that I think they want to stay minority. And I think this is a race they know that they can throw to the Democrats, just like I believe they threw it to the Democrats in January of twenty twenty one in the special election in Georgia. Oh, they did. You were there.
4: Right. I was. No, they threw those races, you know, supposedly they spent all this money uh, and you couldn't see it on the ground. What you saw was the Democrats and all the money they spent. So on billboards say, saying, you know, as soon as we're elected, you're getting four thousand dollars in stimmy checks, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they campaigned. And the Republicans, you know, put this feeble little thing together. So maybe you're right, because, look, remember, you know, we were we had Oz pushed on us. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm not in Pennsylvania, but you know what I mean? Yeah, we Oz was pushed on America by Fox hosts and by uh, RNC leaders who said he's the only electable guy in the race, which wasn't true. Which McCormick was No,
3: McCormick was. was
4: McCormick would be, would be winning right yeah, now. He'd he
3: would be ahead. winning right now. Quickly, let's move to Ohio. I haven't really been following the J.D. Vance case. Uh, uh, campaign there, the race there. I was not a fan of J.D. Vance, and I'm still not. But when you've got a less than great candidate, you still have to back them as the Republican Party, because he is the MAGA candidate, and he's certainly better than the Democrat there. Um, I guess J.D. Vance made some comment that people interpreted as women having to stay in abusive relationships. That's not what he meant. It was a campaign faux pas. Um, is there anything that you... Do you have any inside scoop or any any wisdom or analysis on that race in Ohio? Well,
4: no, I've been just looking at polls and what it shows, right? Last poll I saw, J.D. Vance was ahead by three points over, over Ryan. So – Um, I think what
3: then I think what's going on is I think we've got a war in the Republican Party between the establishment uniparty system that had entrenched dynastic families involved like the Cheney's, McCain's, Romney's, etc. And they are angry at MAGA and they are and, and it's not a conspiracy to think that they would be happy to come after um a, a few key races to praise to prey upon a mistake somebody might make on a campaign trail and think oh that's how that's how we can throw that race uh that's a MAGA yeah. MAGA yeah. endorsed candidate let's let's throw that person under the bus then we can keep it you know we can let the democrats have the senate we're in the minority you know we've got the excuse um you know that we're in the minority and we can take the wind out of the MAGA sails
4: Well, I, you know, I've seen a lot of Ohio polls this week that look really good for Republicans. So that seems to be a state where, uh, the party is a lot stronger than maybe in other places. So at least from what I'm seeing right now, so I don't know, maybe that's one that, uh, you know, that's going to be a really, really ugly, bruising battle though, between now and November. We've got three or four of these races that are going to be blood sport, uh, you know. And it's not the time for a lot.
3: Right. And it's not the time for any candidate, including Mehmet Oz, to be showing up following the establishment Mitt Romney um, playbook of showing up with a spork from KFC when your Democrat opponent is holding a machete.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. No. And that's that's That's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly how this is. So the problem is, is that we are still stuck with Mitch McConnell at the top. We are still stuck with Romney's niece or whatever, you know, at the helm of the RNC. So we still have the worst possible people at the top of the Republican Party, whereas we can't get rid of year after year after year. These people somehow are still running the show and running the party into the ground.
3: Well, one of the this things I've heard before have be
4: cleaning up.
3: Well, one of the one I have to uh, let you go after this, but you know, a good friend of mine. I'm not even going to out him here. He's been on the show, big name that people would know, who said a couple times that we have to keep Mitch because he's the only one who understands the arcane rules and regs of the Senate no. so well that he helps us when when we've got you know no. like Scotus nomination. That's who he... That's who. We, let me. They nobody there cracking the code uh to you know how to you know you know create a nuclear bomb okay we can all figure out the senate rules we don't need mitch mcconnell who's killing us and, and, and cooperating with the marxists on the left to destroy this nation um you know give me the senate rule book i can figure it out pdq
4: yeah well that's ridiculous i mean if mitch is so brilliant then how did that inflation reduction act why just pass uh, right i mean was he right. able to stop that no, no.
3: No, exactly. All right, my dear Brian Maloney, Red Wave America, my favorite comfy food. Thank you for being here, my dear. Take it easy. All right. Now we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. We come back. The reform at the CDC. Are they going to reform themselves? Are they going to go to reform school? I don't know. We're going to talk about it when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego.
5: A.K., Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K., whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: You know what I'm feeling right now, Skins? I got to tell y'all. I'm feeling a little old right now, I got to be honest. During the break, I was... Don't do
2: that. We already had one of those moments uh, off the air.
3: I know. (laughs) Um, I I I was on Insta, Instagram, during the break. Not looking at food, by the way. Well, Maybe I should have. I know. I should have should have continued to look at the food. Instead, I was scrolling and I came across this picture of a younger Olivia Newton-John. And Something about the picture just grabbed me. And I didn't recognize this woman in the picture. And I still don't know who she is. It's some actress. I mean, you know you're getting old when you don't recognize a lot of the actors. That's true. You know? That's true. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even know anymore. I, I tend to when I go to the grocery store, I tend to go through the self checkout, and they don't really have a lot of magazine stands. But there used to be all these like Hollywood magazines, like National Enquirer and stuff. Few years ago, back before all the self checkout, and I'm too control. I, and I, I know that self checkout can take longer than actually going through with it. But I'm such a control freak. It's like let me ring myself up. I was a cashier for Sulo Drugs when I was 16.
2: But I like seeing my job, so I like the person. The to person to interact.
3: Well, see, I, you know, I, I guess because I ran a cash register for Sulo's, I'm like, let me just ring up my own purchases, and okay, and, and, and get out of here. And the self checkout doesn't have the all the Hollywood right. Macs. They, 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 they don't have it, right? Um, so, but I did. I noticed a few years ago that there was like one. I don't even know if they're still in publication anymore. The National Enquirer's. Uh, I don't oh, even. They know. are. Oh, they are
2: still as zany as ever.
3: Oh yeah. A few years ago, I noticed that they had like multiple pictures. Multiple different stories, and I didn't recognize like like one group on it. I'm like, you know what? I'd, I don't know if this is because I'm really getting old or if it's just I'm kind of over Hollywood.
2: You know, it I could would be that. I to say this, uh, but because uh, that puts me right behind you, I think we're kind of getting older.
3: It also could be that so much of today's celebrity is just being celebrities for being a celebrity, and not actually doing anything. That's very true. There's a lot of that going on. Like the like the celebrities, like Khloe Kardashian, who borrowed how much money from the taxpayers that she didn't pay back to prop up some jeans brand because the woman became a celebrity for being a celebrity, not for being a fashion designer. I'm see, I'm still aggravated on that story.
2: Make a movie, one point four million dollars, like Tom Cruise did. Okay, yeah,
3: go out and actually create something that people want. Okay, don't don't mooch off the taxpayers. How much of that money that she took in went for the latest face work that she had done? Most of it. Yeah. All right. Um, that was one of the benefits from COVID is that, you know, we didn't have
2: to see so many of these people's faces. Some of them g- great people, but few and far between. Yeah. Let's talk about the CDC. They've announced some reforms. So and They're apologizing, right?
3: Well, you would think, right? You, you, the, Walensky, Rachel Walensky came out and said, you know, we made some mistakes during the last two years. And you're thinking, oh, they're going to acknowledge that they lied about masks, they're going to acknowledge they lied about distancing, and more importantly, they're going to lie, they're going to admit that they lied about the shots because they 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 obviously did right because their new guidelines they came out with you're going to treat people who have been vaccinated the, the, same. the same. Then that means that everything you've been saying for two years is untrue, right? That's what you think. That's what you would think that they would say. But no, there's not reality. There reforms that they've announced as some some equity that they're that they're going to that 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 they they basically said when they did an autopsy of their work, they basically said we were confusing in the guidelines that we gave out. We just weren't clear enough in the gu- and we didn't come out quick enough.
2: Oh, oh, they were pretty clear.
3: Well, well, they were clear. Well, yes and no. I will tell you, if there was, Fauci did go back and forth on the mask, but that's how you can know two things. When somebody is not clear and, and their guidelines are confusing, it's because, number one, they either have no idea what the heck they're talking about and they're pretending that the science is clear, which was a part of what was going on. And I said at the jump, I said at the outset You can't tell me definitively that this is going to work locking down half this country at the same time that you're telling me we have to do this because we don't know how many people will die. That's you telling me you don't know anything about this disease. And if you don't know anything about it and you don't know how many people are going to die, don't don't you dare start trying in any way encroaching on my freedoms. They didn't acknowledge any of that. Here's what Rand Paul had to say, who's been pretty much the, the only vocal critic. He didn't go far enough for me, but at least he said this clip two.
5: <laughs> well, they say part of the road to recovery is admitting that you have a problem. So I guess they have now admitted they have a problem. But like so many things at the CDC, the left has misdiagnosed the problem and they're going to misapply the solution. It wasn't that they acted uh, too sparingly. The problem was that they acted too quickly and not based on science. It wasn't that they were, oh, waiting around for science. They were reacting every week with a new edict that contradicted the previous week's edict. They also commissioned studies that completely dismissed the idea that you got immunity Mm -hmm. from COVID after having had it. So how can you do a study of whether a vaccine or a booster works if an arm of the study... Is not people who have actually already had the disease. If you discount having the disease, most of the studies are worthless. So what I would suggest if they want to reorganize is humility. I think they need to step back and get back into the advice game, not the mandate game.
3: Exactly. Exactly. All of their mandates and all of it was based on and it's and it's obvious now that it was never really about anything based in science. It was never about anything but an opportunity to exploit this virus for power. That's the only explanation for why Fauci would tell it in one instance. He would tell somebody in an email, a friend of his who emails, hey, should I wear a mask on the plane? No, they're worthless. They don't do anything. And then he turns around and tell the public, you need to, you, you need to mask up. Then he doubles down with double masks. Meanwhile, he's sitting arm, shoulder to shoulder with somebody without a mask on. The constant contradictions was, was born out of lies. It was not born out of confusion on anybody's part. In fact, they were not even initially on board with the mask. Initially, he actually said publicly there was no need for masks. And then when they decided that they needed to tamp down the controls over people because people weren't people were pushing back again. They actually did the lockdowns first and then started pushing the masks. Um, It was because, uh, you know, people were starting to push back and question. So then he comes back and says, "Well, yeah, we do have to have the mask." Well, Fauci, you said a while back no, you know, that we didn't need masks. Oh, well, I lied. He had, then he I lied because I didn't want I didn't want the public buying up masks that really needed to go to the healthcare workers. It was constant shifting goalposts, just like the lies about ivermectin, the lies about when when the own the, the CDC itself had a study out from 2005 with SARS-CoV-1 about how ivermectin worked and and hydroxychloroquine was another one. On their own website, these very therapeutics were listed as having worked while they're telling the American people it doesn't. It was one lie after the other. You'll get your life back. Oh, these therapeutics don't work. you got to sit inside, lock in and healthy people for the first time. That was a lie. There was no data to support that. we got to get people the natural immunity. Then he never wanted to talk natural immunity. You'll get your life back and get to normal when we get the shots. And then the shots will stop you from getting it. Oh, well, then you got to get the second shot. Well, now it won't stop you from getting it. But, you know, um, it'll stop you from going to the hospital. Lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. The biggest lie was asymptomatic spread. Now they're admitting that you don't need to test healthy people. It was all a lie, 100% a lie, and they're never going to admit it. Never going to admit
2: it if the data shows it,
3: and the reason why they the reason why they don't want to admit it is because they don't want lawsuits they want to continue to control the military and they want to continue to use this they want to continue to use this playbook down the road. The moderna CEO has come out and said the same moderna CEO that that a few days ago said that he's he's got to throw away thirty million doses of these shots because there's nobody around the world, no government that wants them and why because they don't work. And it's a lie that they stop you from having to go to the hospital because here in San Diego County, even KUSI reported last week that almost 70 percent of the deaths in in San Diego County in the last three months were those that have been fully vaccinated. So it's a lie that they stop you from getting a worse case of anything else. Right. That But that same Moderna CEO said going down the road. It's going to be just like your uh, your iPhone, where your iPhone gets updated every year. You're going to get a new shot every year. And I'm here to tell you, no, I'm not.
2: Just like, Andrew, I was telling you off the air, I'm an iPhone user. I love the iPhone. Certain updates I don't like. So you know what? I, I manually decide not to update my iPhone.
3: I know lots of people that are still working an iPhone 4, whenever that was.
2: It's a long ways back.
3: Yeah. Why, why, why? I mean, most people don't even use all the features. That's something Rush Limbaugh used to talk about, about how most people don't use even a 10th of all the features on the phone, but they want you addicted to these phones. They want to control you through the phones. They want to spy on you through the phones. They want to follow you at your activities. They want to pick your brain and what, and, 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 and track your beliefs and track your, your opinions. They want to control you through the phones and just like they want to control you through these shots. We're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. show on Friday Eve. So don't you go anywhere.
5: 888-344-1170. Andrea K. telling you like it is all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. show on the answer. San Diego, right, right, right before he went into battle some lieutenant probably told Custer, don't worry about it. We can take these guys. That, that's, that's the category I put Speaker Pelosi's advice in. I hope, I hope Vice President Biden takes it, because if he takes it and doesn't debate, he's a walking dead man politically.
3: <laughs> we just need a daily dose of, of uh, Kennedy out of, my, out of my home state of Louisiana. We also need a daily dose of disaffected Mike. Right. He called in during the break and we only got a few minutes left on the show. We might as well hear what he has to say. Hello, my dear. Thanks for calling in.
1: Thank you for having me. I think I'm more of the poison that affects the daily life that you probably don't want in your life. But listen, um, you can't sue these people. I'd love to. I would love to. You can't sue Fauci. You can't sue Burks, You can't sue the government. You can't sue Pfizer. You can't sue Moderna. Why? They all have immunity.
3: Right. Now, why would they, why would they, right. Now, if this was legitimate, if these were safe. And of course, we've had Dr. Naomi Wolf on my show a few times. I'm going to get her back on because she's, she's recently come out. She's been delving through the Pfizer documents, um, that, that a judge ordered be released. And her latest findings is that 44% of pregnant women in the trials miscarried. So I've reached out to get her on the show to discuss her latest findings. Um, I think, I think the, so far of what she's reported kind of shows disaffected Mike why they, why they needed to be given immunity. I mean, if this was good product or service, that they were a good product, they would not need immunity, right?
1: Correct. And I, and, and I agree with that 100%. The problem is, is that, govern- see, you can't sue government unless the government says you can sue it. Yeah. See, th- that's how that works. And a lot of people don't realize that's how it works. See, the other thing is, is that a lot of people have forgotten that we are their masters. They are not our masters. And the table is flipped, and they allowed government to flip the table on them and what really needs to happen in this country, see, I love my country, but I hate my government. I hate it with a passion. why? Because I told you time and time again it's too big, it's too uh, it's too invasive yeah and it's too expensive and there's no and not and, and only that, it's too immune it's immune it's like an amoeba. Well, that's why, right, that's why
3: why, and that's, well, the thing is, is that what's going on, particularly within the Republican Party, why you've got the Liz Cheney's uh, and the Mike Pence's coming out and saying don't you dare support any election denier. How dare you question the FBI? The reason why they're doing that is they're panicked right now and they're angry, disaffected Mike, that there are 75 million of us, part of MAGA, America First crowd and we were actually America First actually before Trump put a name on it, right? He's it, we are the we are the movement and they're angry that we haven't gone away and they're trying to desperately hold on to power and we need to realize that you're right that we have the power and we're not going away they are but we got to be willing to do the work disaffected mike we got to be willing to get out there knock on doors support candidates that are running hold can, hold elected officials to uh, you know accountable cuz right now there's no accountability anywhere there's no accountability with the, with the US government they have immunity CDC, and all that for the shots. Um, the FBI has nobody holding them accountable. That's why the FBI needs to be completely dismantled. The IRS needs to be abolished. And we got to get rid of the leadership at the top of the Republican Party, because as long as we've got Ron and me, Daniel running the RNC, as long as we got Mitch, right. Ma- Mitch McConnell running the Senate and Kevin McCarthy running the House, we're never going to get anything done that we need done.
1: No, no, you're not. And, and I've told you, you and I have had the before about Rona, about Rona McDaniels, the, the, the niece of Mitt Romney. She is a problem. Yeah. You never hear from her. She supports she she supports, uh, in my opinion, anti-Trump candidates. Yeah, uh, She is not. I, I don't believe I don't believe she has the interests of the country at heart. Uh, she has insulated herself. Um, the Republican Party to me is uh, persona non grata. They are they are bootlickers for the Democrats. And I'm sick of them. I hadn't been. A, I have not been a Republican for 15 years, and that's the reason why. Because of people like Ronald McDaniel's, and because gotta, of how, gotta, how how they
3: got to leave it there. We're out of time, my dear. Call in tomorrow night. Disaffected Mike. Mike, we'll be back here tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time for Friday Funday. Love you all. Peace out.